0: Welcome to the Godsey Girl Podcast, inspiration and encouragement for all women inside and outside ministry. Hey, who knows how long this podcast is going to be. I'm going to try to keep it short. I know that all the podcast experts say that podcast should be like an hour or a half hour or a half hour. I said an and half hour. That's not right um, grammatically, but anyway, um, I don't know. I'm like, I just go with what feels good to me. And I see how the the numbers are growing. So you must be digging me. But I really don't know until you tell me. So I need you to come on, hit me up, send me a comment, give me a four star rating. I mean, do something. Let me know you love me. Um, I I really wanted to talk about something, excuse me, that is not really Talked about, and I really want my podcast to be about what's not talked about totally. And if you're checking me out on YouTube, holla, um, love you. And I, you probably see that I'm spending a lot more time on podcasting than I am YouTube, but I'm still gonna work on both. I'm still gonna do them both. We'll see where I where I actually will land. But right now, um, podcasting is really floating my boat. Um, So anyway, um, I want to talk about something most people don't talk about. And if you've seen the title, you know. Hey. It's dating a pastor, dating a pastor. What the heck is up with that, right? Um, and the, re- the idea I got was I have a tool that I check to see what's trending um, on the Internet. And I see that that is something that people are, are Googling and searching. And I thought, huh, interesting. Let's check it out and see what we can come up with um, on that subject. Um, I really, as I always say, I speak from my experience and the Word of God both, but really my experience. And um, definitely, there's, you find some scriptures on dating a pastor, you let me know. um, Because God is a conceptual God. So there's some things that he'll tell us to do um, and guide us with that are conceptual right? Um, so here, I'm going to get started. First, if you're dating a pastor, um, or thinking about dating a pastor, do know it's going to be a life of sacrifice, honey. Um, and I mean that in every sense of the word, you're going to sacrifice not only with your time with him, because sometimes he's going to um, make plans and have to break them. Um, and that can be troubling. But I'll tell you, it's really also equally as weird as when people are recognizing him out in the community, depending on how how um, prominent his persona is in ministry. Um, that used to freak me out. My husband would, I would go two steps with him and someone would be there. Now, here's what we did at first. And it was my idea. We really um, kind of was very careful with how much we were out in public for a while, because I didn't want to be some pastor's girlfriend. I just that that just was not my vibe so I didn't want to be seen with him and associated with him until I knew whether I was cooking with you know cooking what is it frying with frying fish with oil with Crisco or not in other words I didn't know where I was going with it he's so different from me and he was so different from what I was used to and I just wasn't sure and I'm sure he wasn't either so (laughs) we actually had our dates um I think one time we went about an hour away and had a date in another town. Um, we, we were really careful. Uh, plus, I lived in an area where a lot of his church members didn't live because he said, you know, he didn't run into people quite as much. But yeah, it was a thing. It was a thing. So it was sacrificing him when people would recognize him. Um, that was a thing for me. Um, but definitely when we'd make plans and we'd have to change them. That was a definite, true-to-form issue for me it was a thing and it didn't bother me but it just let me know what my life would be if I married him which I did Um, so it gave me an idea um, of what it would be but here's another thing when I was dating my husband he was on a sabbatical so he was actually taking a little bit of a break Um, so I really didn't have a true gauge of what his normal life was so looking back I would have recommend somebody um, definitely dating somebody in their normal so that you can see how they balance everything, um, how they convey stress to you, all of that. Um, So I didn't have that. And that's the one thing I kind of wish I had have done. Another thing was I didn't go to his church. He actually invited me a couple of times when we got serious. And I was like, no, again, I'm not going to be some pastor's side chick. And um, not side chick, because he didn't have a main chick. But you know what I mean? I didn't want to be his girlfriend. And so um, I wanted to I didn't go to his church, actually, until I got engaged to him. And I said yes. And then I went to his church. But until then, I was like, nah, I got my church. I'm good. You know, and I kind of wanted to always leave it open. For if God revealed to me that he was not it, I didn't want a whole lot of other people involved. So I just kind of stayed separate. And um, so those are things that you got to definitely think about. And another thing is how he handles you during the dating period. That's a big deal. I mean, because if he's groping, feeling he can't control himself during the dating period, then um, when you get married to him, what gives you confidence that he's going to be able to control himself then? Right. Um, So you want a man who's disciplined? and has a lot of self control. And that might be a indicator that he's able to manage himself. <laughs> I always say the best way to, to lead something and to be a leader is if you can lead yourself, if you can control yourself, you're in good shape, you can be a leader of something else. So I think that's another indicator, you know, how is he treating you? And I had a rule personally, that um, I was not going to kiss anyone until my wedding day. And that was because I had a life before, um, dating. I had a, I had another kind of life. And so there were things I didn't want to wake up. I didn't want to arouse. I didn't want to come back on me. Um, and kissing passionately would do that. And so that was a rule that I personally had. And he acquiesced. And he said later, he was like, I didn't believe you. I thought you were just saying that to impress me. And I was like, hey, I got another, th- I got a full time job. I ain't got to impress you. So I wasn't trying to do that. And, and that was another benefit. I didn't really know much about him. And so, um, I didn't know, um, how big his ministry was until I married him. Cause I traveled in another sector of Christianity. So I wasn't really up on the Baptist thing. You know, I'd heard his name only because somebody had wanted me to come and do a training at that church and it didn't pan out. He wasn't even the contact for it in that wild. Um, it was like, God was like holding off on us until we were to meet. So, um, so yeah, so I think that it is important that um, I lost my train of thought, but you, you know where I'm headed, but it's important that he'd be able to manage himself. I hope that's what I was talking about. Um, and then he um, definitely, you know, Pray about going to the church before you're ready to go, okay? Because once those people see you, they see you. And if you go regularly, you might see the ugliness. And if you don't have a ring on your finger, you might leave. Because, I mean, I tell you, when I finally came and got, you know, in there, uh, honey, I saw the eye rolls, the side eyes. Um, People started leaving the church. And the worst ones were the ones that stayed, But if you love on people, you can usually win them over um, in love. But um, but yeah, so just I I was like, if I would have gone earlier as an engaged person and had a taste or a foresight of what I was going to be up against, honey, I probably wouldn't have married him. I would have been like, never mind. This is not for me. So if you're dating a pastor, um, I'm already assuming that he is not married. I'm sorry that I have to even bring this up. But it's a real thing. Um, that some pastors are living these double lives. And if you're not a believer and you are listening to this, I want you to know there are guys out there with integrity. There are women out there with integrity with boundaries. Like I had, there are people that are the real deal that are trying. They're not perfect. Nobody is. But they're trying to live this thing out. And um, if you're dating, you know, a scallywag, if he's a scallywag now, he's a scallywag later. So why are you even doing that? You know, why are you allowing that? So I mean, so I'm the assumption is that your dude is single, and he's a single pastor. And all of that. Now, another thing I recommend is getting references. I asked everybody but the dog on my street that walked up and down and smelled the garbage, what my husband was like, if you knew him, if you heard of him, what do you know about him, if you had heard of him. That kind of thing. Um, I wanted to know if he had any kind of a reputation. And here's the funny thing that dude had been a pastor maybe 14, 15 years, and I, I couldn't find one bit of dirt. And I had far reaches, I knew a lot of people, I had a big community around me. And I if there was anything to be found, I would have found it. Seriously. I mean, I'd had friends inside the church, outside the church, near the church, around the church, pastors themselves, um, Baptist pastors. I knew all kinds of folks. And so if I would, there would have been some dirt, I would have found it. So ask, ask around about him. Okay. And I mean, keep asking. I mean, I would recommend asking at least 15 people. I asked about 22. I literally counted because I wanted to know. And um, I didn't want to know from his church members either. I wanted the dirt and I couldn't find any. So um, do ask around about your potential um, guy. So, yeah, I asked around black, white, Latino, Asian, anybody that could possibly know about him, I asked. And um, I really heard all the same things. I did hear he he was a bit of a workaholic. I did hear that. But um, so, yeah, but that's so ask around. Do not be shy about that. Um, Another thing is ask to meet some of his friends. I think that's important too, don't you? you? I love that he had um, strong relationships um, inside and outside the church. Now, when I met with him, um, I met several key people in the ministry who were influential in his life. And I that was his idea. And I love that he did that because I think he was having them check me out. And a couple of times I felt like it. Um, one of our friends that um, is almost like family, um, his wife, he, his wife, Leah and Anthony, I met them and people are going to kill me using their names on my podcast. But anyway, um, I met them. And I remember, honey, Leah was sweet, silent, and kind of a silent assassin. I could tell she was feeling me out. But her husband was like, hey, what would you major in? What do you live? What are you doing? What do you, what size shoe you wear? And he is like, oh my gosh. I mean, one of my brothers now. I literally love him and his wife like a brother and a sister now I can't imagine my life without them in the landscape of it but um honey they were coming at me and I was fine because you know I don't know I guess I met him and I wasn't a groupie when I met him so I was like hey if it didn't work it didn't work if they don't like me they don't like me but um it's a good idea though for people to be able to check you out and you to check them out because you know what they say birds of a feather flock together now if he had been bringing a whole bunch of you know termites and chickens around to meet me um, I would have been like oh he must be a termite or a chicken himself but he brought eagles man and um so yeah so that was good for me to see that um I didn't we didn't spend a lot of time alone together and so that kind of protected us um I think that's important too um but when I, we did spend time together it was you know either out in public or people he wanted me to meet. And I thought that was great. Um, If he has an assistant, it's not a bad idea to meet his staff and his assistant um, before you commit to getting married. Um, I really don't believe you need to have any kind of a relationship with them. That's me. Um, but I'm different. I feel like they have a business, a company, it works for them. If you know, they do their thing, I do my thing, we're fine. Um, and neither the twain need to meet. That's my philosophy on things. Because I feel like when you're jumping into a moving boat, you know, um, you got to find your, fe- your 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 place quickly, or you just need to, you know, find your place separately. And I didn't feel any need for any much of a relationship. You know, um, there's a couple there I'm pretty close with on staff and you know, people I have a connection with otherwise, that are just my friends. Christian brothers and sisters, but I I don't think that there's no any need for his assistant to be worried about you getting into the business and worrying about things. You know, um, her role may change. You know, once you get married, she need not call your house to wake him up and things like that. Um, Because that's your job now, right? And um, if she cooks for him, she don't need to do that anymore. Thank you. Keep your food. I got it. But for the most part, I feel like I like boxes, keep things in boxes. So keep that relationship in a box so you build your own relationship with his assistants if you guys have a connection you know you build your relationship with them but don't ever ever discuss your husband with them those are two separate things don't put them in that position that awkward position of um, having to deal with that Um, so yeah that's my perspective and I'd love to hear your feedback on that too Um, so if you're dating him you know this is your time to feel everything out because once you're in it baby you're in it and I'm going to tell you, it's deep water. The minute you say I do, it's deep water. And you, you're going to sink or you're going to swim. Um, I also think another thing, there was a, another pastor who had actually proposed to me. And we were going through the counseling process before my husband. And he, I asked him, how do you handle women in your congregation? And his answer was the nail in the coffin for me. I, was, I didn't like the way he handled women. I was like, oh, no no, 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 you, you ready to, you you setting yourself up for a fall brother. You know, I did not like the way he handled his perspective on handling relationships with women. So I would ask your intended I would say hey dude what is how do you handle the women in your congregation what's your philosophy what's your relationship um that kind of thing another thing that I asked my husband is who was his accountability who is he accountable to other than the deacons of the church because we're black baptist people so you know the deacons are involved so I was like other than the deacons who are who's your accountability who's your mentor and he was able to answer that and so I think it's just important to have boundaries. And now here's the thing. You may be listening to this stuff and saying, dang, she is really intense. No man's going to put up with that. And guess what? If they, if he didn't, I, I think my heart would still be beaten. I think I would probably look even better because I wouldn't have had any children yet. <laughs> so I would have been thinner. No, I'm kidding. But long story short, I would have still been okay. And so you don't want to compromise who you are to marry somebody that is a jerk, right? You know, a jerk in a cleric's robe. Who needs that? So um, ask the questions. Make sure you secure yourself. Uh, Make sure you protect yourself. And here's the thing. While you're protecting yourself, you're also protecting him, okay? Keeping him from making a mistake, keeping you from making a mistake. And the thing is, is once you're marrying to a pastor, your marriage affects other people. OK, it's not just like marrying a guy that works at Sprint or something. You know, your marriage falls apart. It affects perceptions. It affects young people who, um, who grew up in that marriage, with that marriage. You know, it maybe shapes how they view marriage, how they view the church. So that's not something to take lightly. You don't just bounce into that. You know, that's something you really watch everything and make sure it's something you can live with. Sure, there are going to be things that are going to surprise you. You know, after I do, there are going to be things that are going to shock you. But I tell you, it's worth it having the facts that you need up front than to have a whole bunch of surprises later on. And I bet if you're listening to this and you're not married or even thinking about marrying a pastor, you just wanted to, the the title intrigued you. And if you're married, you're probably saying, honey, that goes for every marriage. And I agree. Yes, I agree 100%. This is just common sense, what your mama should have told you kind of stuff, right? So it's nothing unusual. So if you're driving and you're listening to this, I pray that it helped you. I pray that it kept you busy while you're driving. And I pray that you let God order your steps when you're dating a pastor, okay? And I pray that he gives you wisdom, supernatural wisdom to be able to see what is not easily seen, and be able to discern the things that you need to discern. Okay? That is my prayer for you. And here's my last bit of advice. Few people regret moving quickly. I'm sorry. I said that wrong. Few people regret moving slowly. But a lot of people regret moving quickly. Okay? Um, so take your time. Sow your role. Let him meet your pastor. You know, let him meet your people. <laughs> all right I love you thanks for listening God bless you and um, definitely like subscribe share okay let me know if you like this if this is waste your time you know let me know that too but I I, I may not listen to you but um, but I want to know nevertheless God bless you sis thank you Thanks for listening. Be sure to find me on YouTube at Godsy Girl Terry, as well as on Facebook at Godsy Girl Living Life His Way. And don't forget Instagram. There you can find me at Married to a Pastor Life. God bless you. Be sure to subscribe. Hit the four stars below and let me know how this is blessing you. Thank you for listening and God bless you.